Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2046. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Lineboro, New Hampshire, with a very special guest by the name of David Manns. David, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I'm ready, Mark. All right, we're going to have some fun here. Go a little off-roading today, I think, but before we get started and I give you a proper introduction, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, David? I'm an avid F1 uh, fan, Formula One fan. Oh, okay. Very cool. So do you have a favorite team? I just enjoy watching uh, the races, the uh, the different drivers, the change in the uh, car setups this year. The first two races of the season have been absolutely fascinating. So uh, I just enjoy the sport in general. Yeah, it's uh, pretty impressive, and it always has been cutting edge and always fraught with a little bit of controversy, and it certainly has changed over the years. The cars nowadays, I I can't imagine, I've driven a couple older F1 cars on tracks, and those cars were pretty gnarly (laughs) to drive. (laughs) The ones today, I can't even imagine, and the speeds those guys are doing, and you watch that race and you go, how do they not just all crash into each other? I just don't know. I mean, they do sometimes, but, you know, it's pretty impressive, isn't it? It's it's amazing that at the speeds in this year where they're able to follow so closely to each other and actually pass each other and then repass the other. Uh, to, to me, this year has been one of the most exciting that I can remember. You know what's amazing to me, too, when you watch F1 is after a while, you get a little complacent about the speeds until they hit something. And then you realize how fast they're really going. It's like IndyCar. You just go, okay, going around the corner and then something happens or NASCAR and they go hundreds of yards sliding down the track and you go, wow, that's fast. Exactly. It was incredible watching. uh, And thank God he's all right. Mick Schumacher's crash this past weekend. I thought, I think I read somewhere it was 33 G's that he experienced. Uh, And the car was split in two when they removed it from the track. So uh, it's amazing that he actually, they uh, I believe knew he was okay uh, even before he went to the hospital. It was more precautionary, which is just amazing. Well, those cars, the technology they've designed to protect those drivers, and the halos now that protect their faces and heads. And but still, uh, I you, it's a testament to how strong those guys are and how physically fit. Because most likely, if I got affected by 33 G's, there wouldn't be much left of me, I don't think. Uh, I don't think my body could take it, especially probably not my neck and shoulders and back. You and me both, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 astounding. So, fun sport. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going a little bit slower today in your world. <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you'll understand in a minute, listeners. David Manns is the owner and co-founder of Manns Motor Company, a father and son business that specializes in designing and rebuilding custom Land Rover Defenders for their clients. Although David received his graduate degree in business and worked most of his adult life as an executive in the financial services industry. He's always had a passion for rebuilding trucks and off-road vehicles. After years of rebuilding Unimogs, oh my gosh, those are huge, Toyota Land Cruisers and 
land a rover defenders for the enjoyment of his family and friends david and his son cole who's going to be a guest tomorrow on cars yeah decided to share their hand-built land rover defenders with their clients and in the process they founded man's motor company i love this story we'll be back in just a minute but first a word from our valued sponsor so please give them a little listen and you know what give them a little business so the reasons we can do this every day and we'll be right back Covercraft has the most complete line of custom seat covers available. Choose between the Polycotton Seat Savers, Endura Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, Leatherette Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, and their durable Carhartt Seat Covers. They're all easy to install and remove, and guess what? They're machine washable too. Easy cleanup to make them look brand new. No more worries about the kids spilling on your seats or your pets damaging your expensive upholstery or leather. Covercraft's quality seat covers protect from damaging pet claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, food, drink spills, drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's fine surfaces. Headrest and armrest covers and color options are also available on many of the styles. And I've got a great offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping with the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Visit Covercraft.com today. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Green's here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, David, we are back. So let's go a little off-roading, have a little fun. So tell me, this transition, and I love this story because Cars yeah was created to help and inspire people who wish they were having fun in the automotive industry, like I always have and like you are now, that people listening can figure out a way to do that. And there's all these different businesses and opportunities to do that. You took that big, bold leap. So tell me about that point in transition in your life when you decided, you know what, I'm going to go do what I love for a living. That sounds like a pretty brave, bold step to me. Well, Mark, thank you for having me on. It was, um, it, it may seem brave and bold. Uh, I was uh, quite nervous at at the time, but it was something that my son and I felt at uh, both points in our lives that it was worth doing. And I, I will tell you now, after having done it a couple of years, it is one of the best decisions I've made. <laughs> I love the story. And it's fun, too, that you decided to bring your son on board. And what's interesting to me is you'd had a career in finance. 
I assume it was a successful career and it was something you enjoyed doing, but you had your uh, vocation and your avocation. And then you thought, you know what? My son is at the beginning of his life and maybe it'd be fun to do this with him. And, and what a joy to be able to be with your family member, your son, and mentor him in business. And I'm sure he's taught you some things as well. So how has that dynamic worked for you two guys? It, it definitely has changed our relationship. If you think about it, we were father and son, right? Had that traditional relationship. However, that's defined by uh, all of the fathers and sons out there. But it, it expanded to uh, include now being co-owners of a business. And um, that has been a real treat for me. It has shown me another side of him or a side that I just didn't experience all the, of the time. And I find it so inspirational that, um, and like I said earlier, uh, I was quite nervous to make this jump. Uh, as you mentioned, being in uh, corporate America for as many years as I, I was, uh, this was completely different for me, but uh, also very exciting. But, you know, uh, when I have off days, uh, bad days, and they happen, um, I just look at him and he's been very inspirational. Uh, his ability to focus on our business and our customers and push us forward. I just look at him and everything comes into perspective very quickly. So uh, I can't imagine starting the business with anyone else. You know, it's really fun when our children become adults and there's kind of that pivotal moment when you stop and you're, you're talking with them and you go, Wow, they're an adult now. <laughs> That's know? right. You know, That's right. It's kind of a neat, neat experience, and we all experience at different moments and different times, but working with your child every day must be a real treat. So tell me a little bit about Man's Motor Company. What are all the services and things that you and your son and your team there do? Absolutely. So we love off-road vehicles. Um, as much as I uh, mentioned I love Formula One, I do love off-road vehicles. And so what we do is we rebuild Land Rover Defenders for our clients. Each of our Defenders uh, is designed and built by us. So we are the two people that build the car. Uh, oh, we have cool. a, uh, Yeah, we have a couple local craftsmen that we work with, uh, a trimmer for our upholstery, as well as um, a craftsman that is our painter. Other than that, we do all of our own work. Wow. And we have two simple goals. It, it, it was, you know, when you start your own business, at least for me, um, and I use, I listen to a number of podcasts about people that have been successful in business. And so I'm sure it's different for everyone. But, you know, as I thought about it and in my point in life, we have two simple goals. And it made, for me, things very simple and easy for us. One was that we were going to build the best defenders in the industry, that we were going to focus on one-of-a-kind, handcrafted, world-class defenders. And then second was that we were going to build those to fit into our customers' lifestyles. And whether that meant driving to dinner at night, going to a show, or going to the beach, using it as a utility vehicle, going up to ski country. We want to understand that because they're such versatile cars. It, it, it's, it is amazing. Um, they can go through anything. They can go anywhere, but they can be made to really adapt to someone's lifestyle, depending on different tweaks that you make it. And uh, we're living by those two goals. We are building a, a a Land Rover Defender now with a soft top that is going to be used by actually uh, someone that you've interviewed, and um, it will be used as a beach car. And oh, nice. it will have a soft top, and it will come, you know, the soft top sounds like it will be off most of the time. It will have teak floors, 
Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And so they'll enjoy it that way. It's not going to be something that's going to go to ski country with a soft top. So we really want to understand how people want to use them, because without that, I feel like we're building just another Land Rover Defender. And that's not what we want to do for our customers. We always built them for ourselves, for our family members, and we built them for the reason we wanted them, whether it was to drive around town or to go up to ski country with it. And we found that that's how we got the most pleasure out of them, not trying to build a car that fit everyone's needs. Uh, and I understand that uh, for a certain type of car, but uh, we want to make sure it, it really fits into the uh, role that it's playing in their family. So you'll do everything from restoring it back to its original nature or enhancing it in the ways that your customer is going to utilize it. We rebuild all of our cars from the chassis up, regardless of their age, their condition. We start with the chassis, and we like to use the original parts that were on that vehicle if we can. But at the same time, if they're not in a condition that we feel is satisfactory for um, our build, we will rebuild uh, or refurbish those parts or buy new. So every part on our car is refurbished, rebuilt, or purchased new. I love this. You know, I've seen this trend happening in a variety of different contexts and vehicles. Everything from people repurposing old classic cars into new EVs, yep. people taking uh, old Porsche 356s and making them into hot rods, or if you want to go extreme, Rob Dickinson with Singer or uh, yep. you know Gunther uh, works I mean, that Peter's doing. Uh, some amazing things. And what seems to be a trend, and I'll ask if this is what your typical I no customer is typical, but your usual customer is, is people are wanting to relive that old nostalgia. But when they get in an old vehicle, they go, this isn't much fun. Um, it can't really do what I want to do. It's not very comfortable. Uh, I want it to look and feel like that history that I remember, but I want it to do even more. Is that what you're seeing in, in the build you're doing, that trend? That is, Mark. We can change the engine and the transmission to make it, as you were saying, a little more modern feeling for, for someone. We also have customers that like the uh, tr the old diesel engine that came with it. And, and that's a very different experience with a manual transmission. Uh, that's what I drive every day, and I, I, and I love it. Um, we redo the interiors. So all our uh, interiors are hand done by, again, as I mentioned, a local trimmer, a third-generation trimmer that we work with. And so they can be very very luxurious inside, very comfortable. What I always find funny is that most of our customers want to sit in the rear, far rear. They have the jump seats, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the uh, facing Side jump Side facing jump seats, yeah. Thank you, yes. And uh, so most people want to sit back there. Um, we try to, you know, the Defender itself, I think, always will look like a Defender. We don't try. Uh, I, I know some um, folks that I've met redo body panels, make their own body panels, have tried to go more more of a unibody construction. Uh, that is not what we're looking to do. We want to keep the iconic look of that Defender. I think, as you were saying, that people want to relive that. They want to be a part of that. Uh, so that's something that we try not to tinker with. But at the same time, Land Rover Defenders were never made in a soft top having four doors or five doors, if you think about that rear door as a fifth door. So we'll do something like that. Very cool. We're building right now a six by six. Land Rover made some of those 
defenders, uh, mostly in other parts of the world than ours. But uh, we found that that pe- folks want to experience that big, rugged uh, feeling and look. So we make a six by six uh, f- for that market. So we do take some liberties, uh, I think, as you were asking earlier about changing them. That wasn't something stock. But for the most part, when you look at it, you'll say it's a stock defender that has been modernized in certain areas, backup cameras, you know, especially the whole audiovisual area of a car, the interior, the colors that we can choose from, the suspensions, the height of that suspension. So there are a number of ways that I'd like to think we tweak it. Maybe uh, some folks would say it's more than tweaking, <laughs> but uh, we like to tweak it to give if clients want that modern feel, but again, retain that uh, that old world uh, styling. Do most of your customers bring a Defender to you or will you go out or do you have the capabilities to go out and source one if they don't have one? So we always source the vehicle for our customers. Oh, we don't cool. want, yes, we don't want them to feel that they have to do that. The other thing is that we know what we have. And so when we take that car apart, uh, we know exactly what it's going to contain. And I always felt like if we were to work on others' cars or take their cars, I know for myself, I would have an expectation because that was my car. And then it's turned into something else. And what I wanted to do was work with clients that might not want to go source their own car, might not want to tweak their own car, might not want to fix their own car. So we we do everything from sourcing to if, you know, uh, God forbid there's a, a, any issues with it, picking that car up and, and, work, and fixing it right away. Right. Any uh, future you see or has a customer ever asked you about creating an EV? So we did. We, we actually were in Amelia a few weeks ago and uh, someone did come up very interested and said, do you uh, put electric motors in it? We said, we're not at that point yet. We will. Uh, so absolutely. I, to me, that will be one of our biggest changes, uh, you know, as, as, as a number of your guests have talked about the whole electrification of, of the drivetrain and, uh, or the power plant. And I, I, we will be there right now. We are focused on either original diesel engines, new diesel engines, or gas engines. Very cool. We have had uh, several people on this show that do that. I think of David Bernardo down in San Diego. He takes old Volkswagens. He's done Gias, buses, and even a couple old Porsches uh, that he's turned into both 356 and I think a 912, maybe even a 911, um, and turned them into EVs. And you're seeing that too with some major automakers. Jaguar several years ago brought one to the Quail and XKE. They made into electric, which some people are standing around grumbling about it, but I thought it was kind of Kind of an interesting uh, experience and, uh, you know, a, a process and something that, okay, definitely would probably be more reliable than that. I know it's a wonderful old engine they put in those cars, but, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, not always that easy to keep in tune and so forth. So I think this is really, really cool what you're doing. Uh, let's take a short break. We come back. I want to talk a little bit about inspirational people and challenges. So uh, keep that thought in mind. Keep the seatbelt on. We're off road today with Mans Motor Company. We'll be right back. I've teamed up with AutoGeek because 
Well, they've been the leading source of auto detailing products, accessories, for more than 20 years. Their Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax is specially formulated from Brazilian Carnuba Wax. It's easy to apply on any paint surface and provides that warm glow that we love, especially me on my vehicles. You're going to love it too. A favorite of car shows countrywide, Pinnacle Sovereign Paste Wax from AutoGeek wipes on easily, requires no drying time, is easy to remove, and provides up to 90 days of protection against damaging environmental contaminants. This wax is designed to exceed the standards of the most discriminating enthusiasts and collectors. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their very skilled technical support. Autogeek.net. That's where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. If you're listening to this program, there's a pretty good chance you believe what I believe that the collector vehicles we love are more than just a means of getting from one place to the other. They're a part of our culture, our identity, and as a people, they bring us together at vintage races, classic car auctions, and thousand-mile rallies. That's why I support the RPM Foundation, which exists to ensure that the critical skills necessary to preserve and restore these important vehicles aren't lost to time. RPM stands for Restoration, Preservation, and Mentorship. And their goal is to inspire the next generation of vehicle restoration professionals through its outreach programs. And they include Shop Hop, Off to the Races, the RPM Future Class, and many others. These programs engage talented young people across the country and connect them with mentors and a variety of opportunities in the industry. For more information on how the RPM Foundation is driving the future of collector vehicles skill trade, visit rpm.foundation today. So, David, let's talk about this uh, key mentors, inspirational people in your lives, influential people that have been helpful to you. Is there somebody like that in your world? There absolutely have been many people uh, that have gotten me to where I am, and uh, I thank them all, mostly. uh, For me, it's been family and friends. But lately, with the starting of this business, since we're talking about Man's Motor Company, I think as I mentioned earlier in my comments, it really has been my son. I don't know. I, I, I guess I want people to know it. it is heartfelt. It is he, he has gone through, I think, a lot uh, compared mm-hmm. to my life in terms of school and career, at least at that point in his, his, his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see what he's doing. And I see, again, that commitment and focus to our business. And he really does keep me going, maybe not literally every day, but he keeps me going. Whether it be, you know, as simple as when we drive down to, I said, I mentioned we went to Amelia and uh, staying up with me. He's not sleeping and letting me doing all the driving. We're equal partners in this. He's driving. We're talking along the way. We uh, drove back straight from Amelia Island because we wanted to get home and, and we both shared in that. And so, you know, that's a simple example. But, you know, like I mentioned, there are bad days. There are days when, uh, for those that have worked on Land Rovers, not all the parts always fit, uh, even <laughs> even yeah. when you even when you have new ones, uh, yeah. which is, is surprising probably to a lot of people. And, um, you know, I, I, I do get frustrated. And he is just as cool as a cucumber. Uh, he moves us forward. And I think, like I said, I look at him and I see that attitude, that commitment to our business and our customers. And it's it is i look at him and boom i'm i'm a back to i'm on point i'm on i'm focused and i figured you know if he can do it i can do it and yeah. uh, i think we do in a good way push each other uh, as as we might veer off track a little and and things not going well that we're able to um 
have that relationship as as we talked about that expanded relationship of not only being father and son but co-workers our co-owners now that we're able to to move each other forward so he he is definitely on a daily basis my inspiration and can't thank him enough very cool. Well, great parenting there too, because uh, ch- people and adults don't become great adults without some uh, great parenting behind them. That's for sure. So uh, he's a fortunate young man. May I ask how old Cole is? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. So he's a very young guy. Okay. He cool. is. He yeah, is very cool. I love it. So let's talk about a big challenge, big yeah. failure, some type of big obstacle. You've had to overcome. Now, this could be in your life, could be in your previous career, could be in your current career. Doesn't really matter. The real story here is how did you turn that challenge into a great learning experience? So uh, you guys are used to going off road and hitting some rocks and bumps. So take us on one of those trips. Yeah, it's um, actually uh, fits very well into um, the prior question, Mark. So as mentioned, he's 21 now. Uh, He went to his freshman year uh, of college and did not have a positive experience. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to provide all of the details. He may go into it a little uh, with you tomorrow uh, on your show. But um, he did not like school and it was not for him. And so he left college after his freshman year. And uh, I'll tell you, it made me, you were very nice to compliment me on being a a good parent. I'll tell you, at that moment, I did not feel like a good parent. I feel, I felt like I failed somehow. Mm -hmm. And um, education, Yeah. yeah, education has been very important in my family. It always has been. And um, I know my father asked me the day after I graduated undergraduate school when I was getting my MBA. Yeah, you know, it, it was it expected. Was, exactly. That's exactly right, Mark. And and in some ways, I guess I, I, I did expect it. And so it was um, it was a very hard time for me as a parent. Uh, but more importantly, I became concerned about his future. Right. So I, I all of a sudden went from, OK, here's his plan to, oh, my goodness, we do not have a plan. And for my life it, it, and feeling in my life that you needed to go to school to uh, have a quote unquote plan, a career. Mm-hmm. And um, we had planned to start Man's Motor Company actually before he went to school, but it was going to be some time out, probably after he graduated school, possibly getting his graduate degree. It was something that we wanted to do. We, uh, as I've mentioned, and you mentioned in the opening, we love these cars. We love to build them. We love to enjoy them. And we really do enjoy, we, I think, enjoy the most others enjoying them. And um, so we planned to start it, but it certainly wasn't as an 18-year-old. Or I think 19 by that time when uh, his first year was over. And so we had some tough discussions. Um, You know, I'm not exactly sure how I overcame it, Mark. We, we, (laughs) we, uh, I understand being a parent of two kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My wife and I talked a lot. It was not in our, I'll say, life plan at that moment. Uh, It was not part of my career plans at that time. And uh, I think, as I mentioned earlier, it was a big, a big change, a big step for us. And uh, but we, after a lot of conversation and um, talking with Cole, we decided to launch our business. And uh, it was a very uncomfortable decision at the time. Um, but I will tell you, it's one of those things that you jump through and, and you take that leap of faith. And I'll never turn back. Uh, we love it. 
We, uh, our customers are the best customers in the world. We love meeting with them. We love going to events. We love, we have people come to the shop just to see what they're doing. Uh, they'll always say, oh, I'm sorry to take up your time. I said, oh, we love it. We'll talk about these cars all day. So uh, I'm not, to your question, I'm not sure how I overcame it, Mark, exactly. But I know it was, a, it was a, in the end, it turned out to be, I I think I'll look back and probably one of my best life decisions. You know, it's a wonderful story. And I commend you for, you know, I don't know all the details because I wasn't there, but being a parent, expecting your kids to go to college, and then you want them to be self-sufficient and prosperous and accomplished and all those things that we want for our children. Um, I, I, I can see how that would be very, very, very challenging. And then accepting his decision, and then finding a way forward. Because, you know, college, I really believe college is is really changing. And definitely from when I was in college, which was a long time ago. <laughs> and I'm not really happy with higher education as I used to be. And there's a lot of people that it's not the right thing for them to force somebody to spend those four years. And heaven forbid, if they have to borrow money, going deeply into debt or taking away, you know, your hard-earned money. I mean, I spent a lot of money on private two private colleges uh, that would have added a lot to my nest egg for the future. But I was happy to do it, and I'm glad it worked out. But many parents do that, and the kids go, I got this piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything to me. That was, you know, either a big party or a big waste of time. So my hat's off to you for accepting Cole's decision and helping him see a way forward. And tech schools are another good example of that. I support several here, my charities of choice for RPM Foundation and Tech Force Foundation that help young people that don't want to go to what I call a traditional school, but um, a, a tech school to learn what they really want to do and be happy with their lives. And it's really becoming a viable profession. You see, it's, it is for coal and I know a lot of young people that are working in the restoration field and the tech field and cars and airplanes and boats, and they're making great money. They don't have all that college debt that this poor country is just hogtied by. I just, I, I hear about kids that owe so much money and so sad uh, that they've been tied to that. So I don't know. I kind of secretly hope that major four-year colleges are going to make some kind of adjustment. I don't have a lot of faith in them, honestly, but that they've just outpriced themselves to a point of oblivion and of not being of value. I really think that's part of the deal. Yeah, it's been it's been very eye-opening for me as a parent. And again, as someone who um, at, at the point, and I also have been out of school quite a while, but uh, thinking that you really did have to be a part of that experience to be uh whatever successful meant to you. And uh, it's been very uh, enlightening. And I, I do hope we're a young company, but it's one of our goals to um, to support, uh, it sounds like similar to yourself, folks that, that don't want to go to school. And uh, I have uh, really have been exposed to um, uh, eyes really opened, I guess, to what people can do that they don't necessarily need school. It's not the right path for them. And there are so many other things to do. And um, that should not have any stigma, uh, negative stigma attached to them. I think it's changing. I do, Mark. I, I do. And I'm, you know, the, the, the Mike Rose of the world, I think, are helping that 
in a big way. And uh, I think it's a great thing. And people should go do what they're happy. <laughs> they're happy with doing. Uh, life's too short. You and I know that in our exactly. points in life that, uh, you know, you may not get all the years that you think you're going to get. So you should be doing what you really enjoy, which brings me back to something fun. And that is a special vehicle in your life. Is there one that stands out that you could share a story about? So uh, this one, uh, I, I love uh, talking about this with friends and family because I, I will get that question every now and again. Uh, uh, it was a 1970s uh, Jeep Wagoneer. So okay. for those that know the uh, the original, I'll call it, Jeep Wagoneer, it was one of the, uh, well, not not the first, probably the Suburban was, was one of the first or one of the International Harvester big family rigs, but it was a big family rig in its time. And uh, it's the car I learned to drive on. It was yellow with the faux wood paneling. I was going to ask if it had the fake wood down yeah, the side. Yeah. yeah. So it looked like a big bruised banana. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> my, my grandfather purchased it purchased it for both of us, actually. And uh, I learned to drive on it. And um, he and my grandmother used to spend summers in the town I grew up in. And uh, his deal with me was, and it was uh, a great deal for me, was that he got to use it while uh, he and my grandmother were in town for the summer. And then it was for me for the rest of the months. Wow. And uh, so I loved it. And uh, my fondest memory of it really is, and again, this is a big family vehicle. Well, yeah, and it had the bench seat in the front, so it was an automatic big bench seat. The three of us would squish into the front, and uh, that's how we drove. And no yeah. one was ever in the middle or the rear of the car. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're big. <laughs> and uh, so it, I just used to kind of crack up and look at them. And uh, my grandmother used to look at me and uh, when I was driving, and she'd always say, I feel very safe with you behind the wheel. Oh, that's nice. And that's uh, so anyway, that's, uh, that is my, when I look back, that's one of my favorite moments of my favorite cars. What a great memory. And we had two Oldsmobile Vista Cruisers with the faux wood yeah. down this side. So uh, yeah, that was very popular back in the 70s. And our first one was the late 60s, the first gen one. So uh, very cool. So let's uh, crawl into your skull and be a bit of a psychologist for you today. Yeah. Uh, if you were re, and I've changed my word from manifest to re Incarnated uh, yeah. into a vehicle. What would that? What would you be? But more importantly, why? Um, hmm. I guess I, I would be some type of uh, diesel truck. You know, it's going back to that off-road kind of uh, the um, tortoise in the hair. Uh -huh. And uh, so I, I'd like to think. Uh, and again, uh, people uh, that know me could probably chime in a lot better than I can. But I'd like to think as a diesel truck with that big diesel engine that I'm reliable, hardworking, dependable, um, that I'm in something for the long haul. Yeah. And uh, it's not a fleeting um, fad uh, for me or uh, wanting to look glitzy. It's kind of just yeah, hunker down and get the work done. I've always liked to build things. I've always been intrigued by how things are constructed. So, um, yeah, I, I something about a diesel truck just I feel like would represent uh, me. Okay, so I'm going to mix this up a little bit. I'm going to ask yeah. Cole this same question tomorrow. What kind of vehicle would Cole be if he was reincarnated as a vehicle? Cole loves speed. 
He, he loves speed. He, okay, something a little faster than a diesel truck. It, he loves speed. He uh, we he had convinced us at one point, and I won't mention brands or the uh, models, but we had two uh, ridiculously fast cars in this house, and um, he just loved them. And uh, we were uh, I mentioned we were at Amelia. One of the auctions there had an F1 car for sale. Uh, we couldn't afford something like that, but he's oh, Dad, I want to buy that, and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and again, we're Formula One fans. He, he loves speed. He, so it will be something. Uh, I'm not sure which model he'll pick, but I am pretty comfortable betting it will be sleek and it will be fast and it will be absurdly expensive. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about a great book you'd like to share with our uh, listeners today. I'm not much of a reader, to be honest with you, um, I, uh, or at least not in the traditional sense of the mm-hmm. word. My bookshelves are full of how-to books, uh, oh. whether they be car workshop manuals, parts catalogs, home repair uh, manuals. Uh, I've owned, uh, probably not for every car, but for almost every car that I've owned, I have the manuals for those cars, not just the uh, glove box manual, but the workshop manual. And I read those. And I've always gotten a ton of satisfaction from knowing how things work. And uh, so that's what I, that's what I enjoy. I, I think if, you know, um, it's funny as, as you get to know more about certain things, you, you know, you keep learning and fixing different things. And my wife calls me around here, Mr. Fix-It. <laughs> nice. And, you know, you, you start to unlock the mysteries and they become not so mysterious. And I think if, if people want to, they shouldn't have to, but if they want to learn how something works and for the mystery to kind of uh, be revealed, a good how-to book actually I think is quite interesting. If you, uh, In some ways, I find it to be like reading a mystery that you don't know how it's going to end. You don't know how it, you know, you certainly start reading the book by not knowing how it works. And by the end, you've figured out, you know, its inner workings and what broke and how you can fix it. I find it, I guess, enjoyable, but very empowering. So those, that's how I read, Mark. I have no great uh, quotes from different books. Um, that's just not how my mind operates. So Yeah, Mr. Fix-It. I like that. <laughs> so if I let you go, or I, I enabled you, I should say, to go on yeah. the ultimate drive, and I bought any vehicle in the world, and you could be with anybody, and you could be driving anywhere. Now, this person could be somebody living or someone who's passed, what does the ultimate drive look like for you? Well, I am a huge fan of Top Gear and Grand Tour and the ones that that have Jeremy Clarkson in them. Uh So I've watched those and I've always wanted to relive one of their epic journeys. And so I can, uh, of course, you know, I would be... um, uh, I would have to say it would be in a Land Rover Defender. And uh, I could see my son and I going on quite the journey. We used to um, watch those and uh, we enjoy just talking about how we would do it. And um, But it's interesting because... Um, you know, as as much as I talk about Cole and I doing things together, I can see on this journey us being in separate cars, like kind of like the you know Clarkson Hammond in May. You know, they're on the the headsets, they're talking oh, yeah, to yeah. each other, yep. right? I, that would be us. We're we're constantly talking to each other. We'd be pointing out things that that amazed us or obstacles in our way. 
but also the the kind of the uh, the thing I always chuckle about is that we think each other are, are terrible drivers. <laughs> <laughs> of course, and, I'm better yeah, than you. Yeah. And, and maybe that ex- explains why he was up the entire drive down to Amelia and back with yeah. me. But yeah. uh, and and me too. But I could see some good natured ribbing and teasing along the way. Um, but I've always wanted to do whether that be down in uh, South America or their. Um, journeys in the Middle East or um, wherever they are. I, I just think recreating one of those would be would be fantastic. Well, if you're both in different vehicles, if one gets stuck, you can pull the other one out. So that's kind of a cool benefit too. But exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like a great, fun journey and something I'm sure you guys will do one of these days. Well, I, you've I, taken I, us on a great, fun journey today, David, and I really appreciate you taking time. I'm looking forward to hearing the other side of man's a motor company from Cole tomorrow. So we'll have some fun with that. Before I let you go, though, could you share maybe an inspirational thought or meaning or success quote with us? I think, Mark, kind of the thread through uh, some of your comments, my comments uh, during our time together, it's really that there is no one path to get where you want to go to achieve your goals and your dreams. Um, a mother came up to me at one of the shows and, you know, asked me, uh, his, her son was uh, loved the car. He was inside it. He was under it. Uh, he was all around the Defender that we had, had brought to this car show. And she said, um, you know, what should I tell my son? Where should I direct him towards? And so I told her my background and I, I said, you know, I, I can't tell you, you know, what the, the quote unquote best path is. And she said, oh, I, I guess I understand that. But, I, you know, in thinking of that and um, thinking about where my son has been, my own personal career journey, stories that you hear from others, um, it's really that, you know, you're you you i think each person can determine where they want to be and it doesn't have to be a quote-unquote traditional uh, approach um, like we talked about with school and your career or other things in life so that's my parting words of wisdom for for what they're worth (laughs) well it's a nice thought since you guys are building vehicles that forge their own way exactly there's the thought forge your own way you will find your own way as long as you remain true to yourself and realize and discover what it is you're passionate about and uh, everything will turn out just fine. How can people learn more about MANS and that's M-A-N-Z, a motor company? So Mark, we're, uh, our in- email is info at mansmotorcompany.com and uh, the same uh, domain, mansmotorcompany.com is our website. And you can also find us on Instagram, which is at mansmotorco. There you go. I'll make sure I put links to all those on David's show notes page. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to uh, Bill Pack. He's a friend of mine and photographer. If you have subscribed and if you haven't, you should to the uh, Cars yeah website. You'll see his photos on my emails I send out uh, during the week. And he's the one who introduced me to uh, David and his son. So thank you, Bill, for doing that. Uh, tomorrow, we'll learn a little bit more about the younger side of man's motor company and see where that all fits in. David, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and sharing your adventures and the great life you built with your son. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. This has been great. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. 
Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.